Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM, FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuuman, who sponsored this fine program, is with us once again. Uh, you, first of all, good to see you again, Adam. Uh, you live on a main uh, road. Yeah. So you, uh, you get pretty efficient snow clearing, I would think, in your area, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to say it's probably uh, the most efficient in, uh, on, my, on my home route. Um, in my work area, no, I'm in the back streets by where our shop is. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That, uh, you know, yeah. I, I almost go out with my own snowblower. I have to get it done as, as often as it is. I was listening earlier to your show, and, and you know, I, to, just to put my three cents in as a service vehicle for Hamilton uh, Vacuum Man, what happens is our trucks – uh, have had a lot of difficulty. We can't even service a lot of the homes in the area due to the fact that, number one, there's a lot of new bike lanes in the homes in downtown area. Number two, yeah. uh, the snow. We just... I, there's no access to uh, to get to homes that are requiring it during this time of year. So it, it's a restrictive on not only a, 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 a residential citizen point of view, it's also a big, big concern with a lot of the service industry too. Well, sure. I mean, because the only thing that's left for you there is to park and block a lane of traffic, and they they, they frown on that if you do that. Apparently, uh, and they ticket <laughs> yes, you. I'm as very, a matter of fact, very if you well do aware that. of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, by the way, and I got to remind you because every time, oh, I got to get ready for tech talk. I was doing this last night. Uh, change the furnace filter because I figured, okay, I know he's going to bring that up because you always talk about making sure that we do what we can, of course, to to make sure uh, that our houses are running efficiently and properly. But there's another element to this too. It's just not the stress on the furnace. It's uh, what you call indoor air pollution, uh, which can be a real problem in the wintertime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, windows are closed. You've obviously got your furnace running. First of all, you should have a carbon monoxide, obviously, monitor, Bill. We, yeah. You know, that that's more or less a, a, a no-brainer. No uh, if you have a fire alarm or a, a, a smoke detector, you definitely want to have a carbon monoxide. Why? Because if your furnace, for whatever reason, uh, God forbid, there's a crack in the uh, in any of the, uh, the lines, uh, that's where the carbon monoxide comes out. So you're going to want to have a carbon monoxide close to the furnace area. And you'd be surprised, Bill, a lot of the older homes, they have a small leak, a little gas leak, not enough that it's going to cause a major explosion or anything, nothing to be deeply concerned about. But there are concerns in regards to the air quality within your home. And it's actually going to be something I'll be talking about a lot more. Indoor air pollution is a big concern. Hamilton specifically in the lower Mar uh, Hamilton region, uh, radon, uh, obviously carbon monoxide in, in your furnace. Just, you know, keep in mind that it's, it's worthy of getting yourself a carbon monoxide oxide tester but uh i'm gonna leap into our tech component to this bill um is that this is pretty cool ikea is also right now into the uh indoor air pollution monitoring and these kind of segue together um they've just got a product they just launched and i'm probably saying it wrong uh vinstrika i believe is what it's referred to it's a smart indoor monitor and it it more or less sits right on your on your table side. Uh, could be beside your bed. Uh, could be you know maybe in the main uh, basement area. And what it does is it gauges your indoor uh, air pollution. And again, it's not perfect. I, I want to just preface this, folks. These indoor air pollution uh, monitors. These are not. Uh, I want to say high end. You're not getting the wow. It's really giving me great quality. You're going to want to get a professional to manage your, uh, or look at your indoor air quality if you really want to get a look at it. But it gives you a, I want to say a guideline. Your your micrometer of, uh, of microns in your air. So. It comes with a green, yellow, red monitor, and it gives you an idea of whether or not it's harmful or not, um, or, or whether the indoor air quality needs to be addressed within your home. And it's available from 
of all places, I can't believe this, IKEA is, is who's marketing this. Do you have to put it together yourself then with an Allen key? <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, it, <laughs> it comes hey, with listen. a YouTube link as well, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's talk about uh, the the big story in tech this week because I haven't had a chance to get your read on this, and that of course is TikTok uh, and the federal government's idea to make sure that all the federal employees aren't going to use this anymore. The safety concerns, uh, security concerns about this. Uh, you've been following this story from from the get go. Uh, what what's your take on what's happened in the last couple of days? Well, you know, it's funny, Bill. I have it in my records of you and I speaking of TikTok many many moons ago when we do yeah. our shows. And if I remember correctly, and I have it in my notes, I, I don't know. And, and again, this is one of those like told you so's. Um, that was one of my comments that, hey, don't load TikTok. It is one of the worst tracking algorithmic issues that is being monitored. The data is being collected. It's being harvested. And it's owned primarily by the Republic of China. Anyway, what Adam says is just more or less just gospel. But, you know, again, I just, it's one of those, Bill, we can say it. We heard it first on the Bill Kelly show on 900 CHML. <laughs> but it is a big concern. And it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I've been trying to encourage my daughters not to load it. And uh, my oldest is is almost there. My youngest is, well, what's it matter? Uh, you know, it doesn't impact me. But the fact is, Canadian governments, not just Canadian, the European government, the US government, governments around the world have all stepped up and said that this has to be removed. And they're not, you know, they're just claiming government mobile devices is where they're removing it. The reason, again, the data being collected and Again, I'm going to compliment this in a weird way, Bill, but TikTok has one of the most powerful algorithms in understanding your day-to-day actions. So we jokingly comment in our shows in the past that, oh, our phone's listening and Google's listening and, and so is Facebook. TikTok takes it a whole new level. And what it's doing is it's interacting and linking within your photos, your shared photos, it's taking copies of that information and utilizing it to understand specifically what your uh, habits are or likes. Here's an example of where it was a problem. In TikTok, someone made a comment about the Beijing government, uh, particularly about their concerns about how they were handling COVID. The account was removed. It was then also noted that the individual also hasn't been heard of again. So, I mean, those are obviously conspiracy concerns and deep, deep ones, but the fact that the governments of our world, Canada specifically in this case, is now finally listening to the CHML Tech Talk show with Bill Kelly, sure. I think it makes perfect sense they're finally following our orders. Uh, and, and again, you know, this is a government ban so far, and most MPs, I guess they're all complying, although... Uh, the, the loophole there, of course, is they say if you're using your own private phone, uh, that you could still do it. I guess a couple of the MPs are doing that. Do you foresee it, though, extending this? I mean, is, is this the beginning of the end of TikTok? I mean, every time you usually get publicity, whether it's good or bad publicity, invariably you see, usually see usage go up in that. Is, is this going to have a reverse effect on TikTok? That's a, that's a million-dollar question, Bill. I mean, and you're absolutely right. Canada, particularly, isn't forcing users not to have it. In fact, as we're all aware, you, you can still download it from the, the Google Play Store and, and the Apple Store. Um, mm -hmm. That's really questionable. And if it, if it does get argued in the U.S. government and Congress does pass it, as the FBI made this a deep concern back in December, um, that could alter TikTok similar to what we encountered with Huawei, which was one of the most popular uh, mobile devices. And as we remember, that was a big bone of contention of whether Huawei should be providing our 5G uh, network system for our, for our mobile devices. So this, I have a feeling, is leading quickly down that path 
that if it does, uh, I guess there's, again, the concern is it has a theory that it's a private company. They have interests with the Chinese government with its investment, and they have access, meaning they can, um, you know, them being uh, the Republic of China government, can access the data about the however many millions of users that are on it. So it's more of a government issue uh, and the data that can be taken from those devices. But, you know, Wells Fargo, as an example, corporate wise, is is encouraging no user or no uh, corporate devices, mobile devices are able to use TikTok. Uh, A lot of corporations are jumping on that because it can access and has very much details to financial. You browse online, you make a payment online, it tracks copies. If you put a copy, paste your password, TikTok has that access. So I have a feeling it is destined to be questioned whether it's going to continue in the near future. Um, And we'll probably find that out in a matter of less than six months, Bill. Looking forward to following that story. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I want to get into autonomous vehicles and, and a couple of things like that, too. Let's do a quick break, first of all, and do a little business and come right back. It's Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield's here on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. You're listening to The Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Since you've been talking on, on Tech Talk, Adam, about autonomous vehicles, and, and I know they've made an awful lot of progress in the last couple of years, especially, uh, but as kind of a safety measure, there, there was always, uh, you know, a human on board just in case to override everything. Uh, I am assuming we're going to get to the point where that's not going to be necessary anymore. As a matter of fact, uh, you, you mentioned Waymo is actually, I guess, ready to, to remove that that human element from from their taxi fleet. Yeah, that's um, where many companies are actually backing off, Bill. In fact, Ford and Volkswagen, actually, their project was called Argo. They ended up pulling it out uh, and they've uh, reduced their investment in it. Alphabet's company, which is Google, by the way, uh, and it's referred to as Waymo, um, it has removed for the first time the human the humans in behind the driver's wheel. And it's been approved in the US and they're uh, doing a, a, a robo taxi fleet. It's in LA right now. Um, and this is, again, it's a major milestone because this is the first time these vehicles are being unmanned and traveling with passengers to and from locations as, as you know, within the vicinity, Bill. So to mm-hmm. be clear, there's a, a, a pre-registered area that the autonomous vehicles have uh, jurisdiction to drive. They can't, you can't get in LA and go to San Diego. So they have a, an area, if you order a car and it takes you from, uh, you know, maybe five blocks away, this is what it's registered for. So these are electric Jaguars and they are removing the human element of sitting there just in case there's a concern or a problem. So this is the first time in, uh, in, in I'm going to say history, that a uh, an actual legal operated robo autonomous vehicle is now rolling through the streets without a human, <laughs> without a human in it. Anyways, in North America, they've tested it over in uh, United Arab, but this is the first in North America for this degree. Now, speaking still with autonomous vehicles, if we go just a couple of seconds, uh, the, this white traffic light uh, that that you were reading about, what's what's this all about? Yeah, yeah, this is this is very cool. I mean, as we mentioned, I don't think it's going away. Autonomous vehicles are going to be here. So, you know, we grew up for years. It's been around since the beginning of the automobile. We've had red, yellow, green, and now there's going to be a white light. There's going to be a fourth light on the um on our on our signals, our traffic signals. And the reason for that is autonomous vehicles what they've determined is to give a fourth light allows the car to be able to connect with other vehicles around it. It's able to communicate into um, to no traffic flow. 
Uh, and the white light actually also is a communication piece that's going to communicate clearly that this lane, this uh, flow of traffic will be able to move and stop at any given time at the same element. It also has been proven to reduce by 10% a flow of vehicles. So think of it this way, Bill, if you're driving behind the vehicle and you know it's an autonomous vehicle, which will be marked, by the way, that's another topic. If it's a white light, it will register that the autonomous vehicle will have the right of way. It will give your vehicle the chance to be able to follow an autonomous vehicle using, um, obviously, interconnected communications. And these white lights will be able to determine, um, you know, how to flow traffic better. So you, we've all been there. You're sitting at the lights. It's a red light. There's nobody around. It's 1 a.m. in the morning and you're going, you know, I really could go through this, but I have to follow the rules. That's what the white light's going to do autonomously. It's going to be able to determine there's no other vehicles on the other oncoming way, no no fear of concerns of, of having an accident. Therefore, you are able to proceed. And that white light gives access to now potentially be the new traffic flow. So throw away your driving instruction manual, Bill, because there's going to be <laughs> another light to be added to this new lesson. All right. Uh, let's. I, I got to get into Netflix because we've got a couple of minutes left here. I, and they, they pissed off just about everybody, of course, when they started with the <laughs> the, uh, the the password stuff and no more password sharing. And I, I've told you, I've met dozens of people now that said, that's it, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not going to play the ball with these guys. Uh, they're actually reducing prices in some places right now. They're trying to win our hearts back. Well, not just reducing it, Bill, halving it. They are Ooh. cutting prices in half. And I guess they're, you know, with one side, you have to accept, well, you know what? We can't password share. And that needed to stop. Obviously, they had to roll it out. But uh, obviously, some people in a boardroom got a little upset looking at the financial papers going, what are we doing here? We just we have no one else to build shows about. Well, what they're doing is right now, they're now running another pilot project where half the price we're talking where, you know, I think the average price in Canada right now is around uh, 14 or $12 if you have a basic package. Well, imagine it's going to be now $5.99. Again, I say imagine, Bill, because right now it's only in Middle East, Europe and Latin America uh, in the Philippine area. They're doing this in those markets. These are the same markets that they ran the password restriction uh, first. So it's very likely, likely not, not going to happen, but it's likely that this new uh, test they're rolling through right now is uh, to encourage uh, instead of sharing your password and, and doubling the price, they're now halving the price and having everyone that wants to be a part of Netflix for $5.99, they should be able to gain their user base on a larger scale back. By the way, I, I, for all those people that are still ticked off about this, uh, and you mentioned that was the basic package for Netflix, my understanding and, and I want to get some clarity on this. If you buy the premium package, I get they do allow you to have two addresses, don't they? Yes. Yeah. You're allowed with a premium. You are allowed to have uh, locations. Let, let's be yeah, clear. Locations, like, yeah, locations. Users but and locations are two different things. <laughs> They're really sticking to the user limitation. So a household would be able to. So you'd be able to have it at the cottage. You'd be able to have it at the house. And those two locations would be able to be watching at the same time. So versus, you know, your cousin, your brother, your grandmother, your, your you know, your cousin's best friend and, uh, you know, all of where the way that's the way Netflix was rolling out. It's very much uh, location based versus user base. Okay. Uh, do you foresee this happening with some of the other uh, services too? I mean, you know, Prime, Crave, places like that, are they going to start doing the same thing? That's a great question. I'll tell you right now that Amazon is going through a very similar restructure at this moment. We've seen that with a lot of tech companies where a staffing issue has been cut in half. So uh, I expect that 
Not so much with Amazon, particularly with the Prime side of things, because already the prices included with a very high Prime membership. Um, but I would think that there's going to be uh, a big demand for this, uh, you know, streaming service uh, aspect to lower the price and get more volume. So um, this will be interesting, and I think people are watching with trepidation if Netflix can once again be the forefront leader. And if they are able to do this, it, it could be uh, advantageous because Apple TV and others are going to be sitting there watching going, okay, we want more users. I mean, there's a point where you get user uh, saturation and your subscription levels now have got to the cup completely full. So where do you find more? Well, you either have to take it from other services um, or you have to find a market that isn't right now capable of affording it. So uh, I think this is a big, big watch on on, uh, the other streaming channels to see, does this work for Netflix? If it does, I'm going to say yes. Expect more streaming services to half their price. Uh, this is a classic case, I guess, of, of the most efficient use of uh, 21st century technology. Uh, Chinese US university students have developed an iPhone with lips. Is that right? Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. And if it, it made me laugh. I had to put it in there because uh, if you're a Big Bang Theory, anyone remembers the show, it's been off the air for years. But that was actually an episode and that's where it was inspired from was uh, Sheldon had this fear of communi- you know, having this intimacy and long distance yeah. relationship. What they've done is a case goes over your phone. It's got a silicon lip on it. It synchronizes, Bill, with the phone app. So if you're in a long distance relationship uh, and imagine it's it's exactly what you're thinking, folks. Think of it as a pair of lips on a phone and it's a case that goes over. It connects with Bluetooth and what it does is it allows you to uh, uh, synchronize moment a moment of intimacy with the individual who's on the other end of the app. So uh, it uses the sensations inside, uh, interconnects with the silicon lips, and sends the signal to the other phone that's connected at the same time. So um, you know it's it's almost like Judge Dread world where you know you don't have to touch anybody in a future of intimacy. You can just wrap a silicon element around your phone and let the romance begin. And you can thank Sheldon Cooper for it, I guess, the inspiration for this whole thing. <laughs> hey, we're out of time. Uh, thanks so much, as always, for this. Uh, this is Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield. We do this on the Bill Kelly Show every Friday at 1130. Brought to you by Vacuum Man. Have a good week, my friend. We'll talk again next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you soon. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.